Cross Point, let's give all of our guests a great big hand for being with us today. God bless you. Make yourself at home in the Lord today, and hopefully when you came in, you received a connection card. We'd like to ask if you would, please, please take a few moments to fill that out. We'd like to get to know you a little bit better. We promise we're not going to sell your information. We are in fundraising efforts, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, we just want to have opportunity to get to know you better, and we'd love to be able to do that. We're honored that you're here today, and uh, if you're looking for a church home, we just say welcome home. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here today. Amen. Our refuge kids can go and have kids' church in the back back there. All of our kids ages 3 to 10 can go with Sister Courtney uh, in the back back there, and the nursery is open, so if you have one under the age of 3, uh, our nursery is staffed. Doesn't that sound good? Our nursery's open. Can we give the Lord a hand for that? Amen. We appreciate everybody that's working so diligently and hard to make all this happen. Give all of our kids a good hand. Look at all these little ones. Give them all a great big hand. Amen. Look, like seeing some boys. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Woo. They're outnumbered. There's so many girls, and so I'm thankful for some boys up in here. All right. Amen. Great crew of them headed back there. Amen. Well, glory. What a busy weekend for Cross Point this weekend. Friday night, a group of our young people traveled over to Pace Assembly and was at the Fearless Youth Conference on Friday night. Jason Crabb. Uh, ministered in song and administered the word. And I'm telling you, we just had a wonderful, wonderful time and uh, thankful for all that were able to attend that. And then yesterday, our Emerge group took a trip to Colquitt, Georgia, to the Swamp Gravy, and had a, got a little video from it. It looked like it was good, Brother Marshall, and looked like uh, you had your hands full with all that attended. Uh, I knew you needed prayer when I got that picture. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Better be careful. My mom was in that picture. Um, but... <laughs> But they had a great time, and so I, I, I appreciate Brother Marshall and Sister Casey for putting that together. Today is Impact Sunday, and so that we're thankful for those of you that have brought somebody with you, and uh, we're honored that you're here today. Make yourself at home today in the Lord. Amen. Good to have some folks back with us that we've been missing. Glad you're able to make it back uh, to be with us. Thank you for being here today. This coming Wednesday night, Wednesday night encounter at 630 Plan to be here with us. Brother Kenny was supposed to have preached this past Wednesday night, but we didn't get there, did we, Brother Kenny? He did get to testify just a little bit, and man, was it good. But this coming Wednesday night, uh, he's going to be ministering the Word, so you don't want to miss that. Be with us here in our adults, youth service in the back, kids, uh, kids blast in our kids' room. So a lot happening around here Wednesday night. Just a lot taking place this month, period. So we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. Amen. Well, I feel I've had the Lord deal with me over a passage of Scripture for the past few days, and so today I believe it's His will for me to, to jump in the Word and jump specifically to Psalms chapter 102, Psalms 102. So go there with me if you would. If you're physically able, come on, stand with us to re in reverence to the reading of God's Holy Word. We're going to jump in it this morning. Please remember that our services are available on Facebook as well as YouTube. Uh, pick those up watch those. If you haven't liked or subscribed 
uh, to either one of those, please do that. We need all of our church family on board. And share them as much as you feel led. Share those. Get it out there. But also our podcast is there as well. We did this to try to make an avenue that you can take this with you. If you're on the road, you can listen. And we're getting reports from folks that don't attend with us that they're listening. But specifically and primarily, this was so you as our family can can be able to glean from the Word as much as possible uh, through this podcast. So check that out, CPCPDL. Is the, is the podcast channel, so we'd love for you to be a part of that. All right. Psalms 102, verse 1. If you're there, shout glory, glory, glory. Added an extra glory this morning. Amen. Verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thine ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. Many of you want the Lord to answer you in a hurry. Come on, can we just be honest with each other today? We want him to show up real quick and in a hurry. Can just shout amen. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned as an hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. Mine enemies reproach me all the day, and they that are mad against me are sworn against me. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of thine indignation and thy wrath, for thou hast lifted me up and cast me down. My days are like a shadow that declineth. I am withered like grass." But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. And he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. I want you to go back with me, if you would, to verse number 5. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. You ever been there where it seemed like there was a groaning coming from your life? By the reason of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. With the help of the Holy Ghost today, I want to come to you on this thought this morning, skin and bones. Skin and bones. I want you to turn and ask your neighbor, are you skin and bones? You can look at me and tell physically I'm not skin and bones. We're not talking physically today. Are you skin and bones? Let's ask the Lord to come help us this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for what you've already done, for how you've already moved, for how you've already worked. For what you've already done in this altar, we give you praise. 
Lord, I believe that there's still those in this place that you're drawing. There's still those that you're dealing with. Lord, I submit myself as a vessel into your hands. And I desire today, Lord, to be that aqueduct that you can flow through. I just pray, Almighty God, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest on me as nothing but spit and clay rubbed together, molded into a man. Lord, would you flow through me today? Take me beyond, God, what I could do, my intellect, Lord, my charisma. Take me beyond that, Lord, for that's just earnestness. Take, take me today into the unction of the Holy Ghost. Take me, Lord, into the anointing of your Spirit that causes the Word to be rightly divided. I pray even now, Almighty God, that you will open hearts today. God, those that have come in with their hearts calloused and hardened, Lord, would you open them up that they can hear and receive of your word, that faith can be born in their heart to know, Lord, that you can move in their life, that you love them and care about them. And your desire is restoration. Your desire is deliverance. Your desire for them is freedom because of your love for them. I pray, God, even now that you'll open heaven over us, take full control. I rebuke every distracting spirit, every foul spirit, every devil of hell that would want to stop this service by causing our minds to wonder, keeping us from stepping into what is your plan and purpose for this moment. God, from those that are in these chairs to those that are on the bleachers, let us be captivated by the anointing of the Holy Ghost to hear your voice today. Come and move in the way only you can, and we'll praise you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you as you're seated today. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Chad. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want you to look here with me, Psalms 102. I want us to talk about it for just a little while today. Skin and bones. Skin and bones. First of all, before I go any further, i got to stop for just a second. It's so good today to have a very dear friend with us this morning. He was on staff with us when we pastored at First Assembly in Pensacola. Uh, he is the best handyman, maintenance man, doorkeeper of the house of God you'll ever meet. Would you give Brother Jerry Carnley a great big hand for being with us today? He's right back there. We love him dearly. Great to see you, Brother Jerry. Amen. Skin and bones. You know what a reality today that you and I are facing an enemy of our souls who's determined to bring destruction to our lives. And I want all the young people to listen to me today because I believe God wants to speak into your life this morning as well. Hear me today. When we talk about skin and bones, we're speaking of that spiritually and that came because of affliction. It came because of affliction, and this psalmist here, he's crying out. It's a prayer, the first part said, a prayer of the afflicted. When he is overwhelmed and poureth out his complaint before the, before the Lord. I want to know this morning, how many of you know what it is to be afflicted? Is there anybody that knows what it is to be overwhelmed in the struggle? If you do, shout amen. In verse number 3, the psalmist declares, "Days, my days are consumed like smoke. In other words, they're wasted days and they vanish away before my eyes. He says, my bones are burned as a hearth or as dry wood. I, he, in other words, he's saying, I feel consumed by the heat of my struggle. 
As we move into verse 4, he declares that my heart is smitten. What was he saying? My heart is broken. My heart has been pierced right through the heart. I, I, I am broken. And he says, I'm withered like grass. I'm scorched like the grass is in the heat of the summer. There's no signs of life in me. And it's so bad that I have forgot my appetite to the place that I forgot even to eat. What a, what a bad place and a sad place to be in the physical side of things to forget to eat. And most of the time that I've seen that in life has been when folks are dealing with such heavy grief and trouble in their souls or the affliction that comes into their lives, but especially that of spiritually today that you can lose your appetite to the point that you forget to eat. Your spiritual appetite is gone and you forget to even eat the daily bread of God's word for your life and you begin to wither away. In verse 5 he says, By the reason of the voice of my groaning, groaning because of mental and physical and spiritual distress that has come into your life, you have become afflicted on the inside. So much to the place that the psalmist says, my bones cleave to my skin. See, I've never had that problem in my life where bones cleave to my skin. I, I push on my skin sometimes and say, I know there's a bone in there somewhere. But here the psalmist is referring to that of emotional and spiritual affliction that comes to the place that you are nothing but skin and bones. There's no muscles, there's no power, there's no strength in your life. You're wasting away sickly in your spiritual man, in your spiritual life. You've become a spiritual skeleton. Listen to me today. We find in verse 6 that he begins to unfold these, these analogies, these similes, if you would. And he says, I'm a pelican of the wilderness. I'm like a an owl of the desert. I'm like a sparrow alone on the housetop. Listen to me now. Now, I, I don't want to spend a long time on pelicans, owl, owls, and sparrows, but I, I, I want us to, to understand what he's saying because, see, a pelican, after they feed, they retreat inland and they'll sit in what's considered to be a melancholy mood and they'll have their take their beak and it'll rest against their chest and literally a, a, a place that looks like they're, they're down and out. And, and, and not only that, but we find as you look at them, they're also opportunistic eaters. What's that mean? That they'll try to eat things they shouldn't be eating and later on they have to regurgitate it out. It, 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 they can't digest it. They'll, they'll eat things that they shouldn't. And the reality is this compares to so many today that when you should be strong, you find yourself in a low place. You find yourself depressed and stressed. You find yourself in a place that literally you've retreating, retreating from where you should be. And you are living as, as one that is in a solitary place down and out. I've seen it so much through the years that the children of God are battling depression day in and day out. Listen, Friday night, one of the things that we heard from a number of young people is that they were battling depression. It's not just adults that are battling depression. 
But teenagers today are battling depression in their lives. They're down. They're discouraged. They feel hopeless. They feel life is not good. They're worried about their future. They feel like they're not good enough, that nobody loves them, nobody cares about them, nobody understands. They have become, as the psalmist says, a pelican of the wilderness. Then he says, I'm like an owl of the desert. The owl being that one that is nocturnal dwells mostly within the darkness and there's so many that that's where they've come to in their life that it seems like darkness is surrounding you. Used to you'd have a joy that was real in your soul but somehow now you've lost your joy and you find yourself in sorrow and you're dwelling in a place of darkness and dryness and barrenness as a desert would be. You find yourself confused. You don't know what's going on. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know what you're going to do and you literally are like an owl of the desert dwelling in a dark and dry and barren place in your spiritual life and then he says I'm like a sparrow alone on the housetop that one word that jumps out at us that of alone the sparrow that should have a song is found itself on the housetop alone watching others that are moving in life others that seem to have it all together others that seem to be blessed others that seem to be prosperous others that's got friends and family and a spouse but here you are as a sparrow all alone loneliness is one of the biggest devils that you'll ever face it's loneliness that pushes people to want to commit suicide It's loneliness that pushes folks to want to take a handful of pills and swallow them all and text their family and say, I love you, but I can't live with it anymore. It's loneliness filling, and it's not just because you don't have people in your life, but you feel alone. You can be in the mix of a crowd and still feel all by yourself that you have nobody. It's the feelings of nobody cares, nobody understands. I have nobody to talk to, nobody to share things with, nobody to help me shoulder the load, nobody to help me pray, nobody to believe with me and you're battling this that you're battling within you you can't even tell sometimes your closest friends and family on how you're feeling on the the inside because you're all alone you're all alone and by yourself, hear me today understand today in verse 11 he said my day are like a shadow that declineth and I'm withered like grass. What he was saying is I feel like I'm getting worse. It's not getting better. I'm getting worse. I am afflicted and things are getting worse. What a sad place. What a hard place. What a difficult place to be. But I want you to understand today the Bible tells us very clearly In Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. If you believe that, would you shout amen? I want you to understand today, and I don't like not being able to see you young folks, so I'm going to ask y'all to shift that way and that way out from behind the TV, if you would, because I don't like not being able to see y'all. So if y'all would shift so I can see some eyeballs or something other, y'all all all shift. There you go. Now they're shifting. There you go. That'll work. 
Hayden, you can go over there with them, buddy. Don't be by. That didn't help for some of you. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There we go. Oh, look at it. Well, we got it. Look, that's working, ain't it? The more I do that, the more y'all shifting. There you go. Now I can see you. Good deal. How many of you understand today that you cannot deliver yourself? How many of you know that's true? You may try, but you can't deliver yourself. You may try, but you don't, there's, no, there, there's not enough strength in your spiritual life. You cannot deliver yourself. And the psalmist said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of, the, out of them all. How many of you are thankful we have a deliverer today? Come on, are you thankful we have a deliverer today? And his name is Jesus. Come on. Are you glad today that we have a deliverer? See, some of you are in the middle of affliction. It's not a word that we use a lot, affliction. But it's the reality. We, we, we can call it trials. We can call it troubles. We can call it problems. We can call it difficulties. But the Word of God calls it afflictions. And when we begin to look at afflictions, this is where the psalmist was at. And he said, you know, this is the prayer of somebody that's afflicted. And somebody that is overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by their struggle. Overwhelmed by their trouble. Overwhelmed by their problem. Any of you know what that feels like when you feel a little overwhelmed? Any of you ever been there where, where it's like if it can go wrong, it does go wrong. Any of you ever been there that sometimes it doesn't even take much. It might just be one thing that happens and when it does, it sends you spiraling and you lose your joy and you lose your peace and you're living in depression and discouragement and, and maybe it's even a phone call or a text message and sometimes the, day, the devil is successful of causing you to think something that is going on when it's not happening. He'll get you all upset and worried about stuff and you'll lose hours in your day afflicted in your soul because of something the devil told you. This is what they think. This is how they feel. This is what happened. This is why they hadn't called you back. This is why they didn't text you. This is what he's doing. This is what she's doing. And all of a sudden you find yourself afflicted in your soul. I know it goes deeper than that. I know in this place today there's husbands and wives that the devil has been fighting you tooth and nail trying to destroy your marriage and he's been in afflicting your souls trying to tear you down. There's some single men and single women in this place that the devil's been trying to afflict you and to get you down and discouraged and try to point out everything in your life that's, that is negative. Maybe there's even those in this place today that it's something you went through years ago in your life or maybe it's something recent Maybe it's something that you experienced as a child that you just can't get past today and the devil keeps afflicting you over it and coming against you with it and bombarding your mind. I want you to know today that there's only one answer and his name is Jesus Christ. The answer today is not alcohol. The answer is not drugs. The answer is not sex. The answer today for what ails your soul is Jesus Christ the righteous he is the answer all these young folks up in here listen to me 
You can't wait until you're a grown adult to decide you're going to serve Jesus. Well, I, I just want to be able to, you know, sow my wild oats a little bit, Pastor. I don't really even know what that means, Pastor. I just heard somebody else say it, and I just decided I want to do it. So, I, you know, I, it sounds like fun. Anything got wild, and it sounds good to me, and that's what I want to do. I'm going to tell you something. You might could have done that 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, but we're living on the brink of the rapture today. Jesus could come before this service is over with, and there's teenagers. Is your heart right with the Lord? I want to know. The Lord is calling you today. Is your heart right with Jesus today? I'm not saying can you put on a good show? Can you put on a facade? I'm saying today, do you know beyond any shadow of a doubt that if the Lord was to come right now that you'd make heaven your eternal home? Or if you was to die in a car accident on the way home, do you know that you know that you know that you'd be on your way to heaven? Yeah, there's no time today to play games with this thing. You better know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is real in your heart. Hallelujah. Thank God for 15 or so young people that have been born again in the last month in the alders in there. Ooh, in Outbreak Student Ministries. Come on. Can we give the Lord praise for that? Come on. There's some young people on their way to heaven. Ooh, I said, don't turn me down. Leave me up. I said, there's some young people on their way to heaven. Ooh, I said, there's some young folks on their way to heaven. Aren't you glad today that Jesus is still in the saving business? He's still in the delivering business. Oh, we got I do is call out on his name. <laughs> but there's some other young folks been playing games. You've been playing around. Been hiding it from mom and daddy. You know how to play it cool. You know how to delete it after you do it on your phone. You know how to hide that app that you know you're not supposed to have to communicate with that person you know you're not supposed to communicate with. Don't shout me down, parents. See, I, I, I felt in my, uh, my spirit yesterday and today, Pastor Hayden, that God wants to do something in our young folks today. That God wants to work in our young people this morning. That there's some young folks that the devil has been determined he's going he's gonna to get them. And he's going to arrest them and apprehend them. And he's going to capture them and drag them to a place of destruction in their lives. I just want to know, are there some parents in this place that are standing up saying, I'll stand in the gap and make up the hedge for my baby. You're not going to do it, hell. You better back up, not in the name of Jesus. You can't have my youngin. You can't have my daughter. Oh, would you stand, baby? Because we're going to stand, not you, you. We're going to stand for you. And we're going to declare, you can't have our baby devil. He's our, She's ours. You, Lord's already got this one right here really good. And he's got this one too. But the devil has been determined to bring destruction. But I'm just a daddy that'll stand up in the face of the devil and say, you can't do it. You can't have her. You cannot, you cannot have my baby. Not in the name of Jesus. Ah. The devil wants her skin and bones afflicted. Afflicted in her mind, down all the time, depressed, discouraged. The devil wants her there. The devil wants to send some little young man her way, even at 11 years old. I'm going to tell you something. Yesterday, 
Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we were outside, and Sister Amy was saying something to me about about Hannah because she was walking off from us, and she's growing up. And I and I said I got plenty of shotguns, <laughs> but even more than that, I got plenty of anointing oil. And if I run out of anointing oil, I'm gonna grab cooking oil. And if I run out of cooking oil, I got some chapstick. And if that don't work, I'll rub my oily head. I got a way to make a mark because I ain't going to let the devil gain one inch of ground in my baby's life, not in the name of Jesus. And any boy that wants to come around her, I told her, he better be saved and full of the Holy Ghost, and he's got to go through me first. <laughs> and Pastor Hayden, big brother. Listen, mamas and daddies. Don't give your children carte blanche to do whatever they want to do. If they lock their door on you, bless God, that door would be off the hinges. Ain't going to be no locked door. I get it when you're changing. That, that's a different story. And getting ready. But don't go in your room, lock the door, and say, do not enter. Don't put up a sign, keep out. Oh, help me, Brother Timmy. Do you understand? I'm telling that door will be off the hinges. We're going to go up in there. There ain't one inch of that room. Oh, but they deserve their privacy. That's what the devil is sold to a lot of parents, hook, line, and sinker. And I'm going to tell you something. When she's grown and gone. She's got her privacy, but when she's up in my house, I know how the devil works, and I ain't gonna let him gain an inch of ground. Why? Because I want to save my baby from the clutches of sin and hell and destruction. He wants to afflict her soul and bring her to skin and bones, but I say not in the name of Jesus. Living in a day and an hour that parents let their kids do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it, and then we wonder why they're doing what they're doing. It's because you let them do it. You hear me? We're living in a day and hour that they say shut up and no and what and uh-uh and not going to do it. And I don't care what you think. What in the world has happened today? I'll tell you what's happened. The state has made parents afraid to be the disciplinary ones in the home. So I may lose some of you right now. But I'm going to tell you something. And you, listen to me, teenagers. I'm all for you. I'm all for you. 100% for you. But I'm going to tell you something. Only reason why I'm standing up here today is because Jesus saved my soul and filled me with the Holy Ghost. But Jesus had a little bit of help and it was my mom and daddy. And when I got out of line, I got a paddle on my rear end. And when I did wrong, I was in trouble. I didn't get to get away with murder or with other things. Of course not. I didn't get to get away with anything. And I can tell you today, I'm only here because of the blood of Jesus and a mom and daddy that said you can't have our boy. Got some young mamas and daddies over here raising some babies. I can see the tears in your eyes, Sister Megan. Raising some babies. And their, their concern is they just want to be able to keep their children as far as from the evil of this world. Sister Crystalline brought her babies up. Was it Wednesday night? Brought her babies up Wednesday night. Said, please just pray over my babies. Why? Because we're living in an evil world. We're living in a time that the devil is determined to bring men and women to skins and bones. But he's set his targets on our young people. He's set his targets on our kids. And there's got to be some folks 
folks that recognize the attack of the devil and say, no more, devil, not in the name of Jesus. Oh, listen to me, mama. Listen to me, daddy. Those babies are watching you. They know whether or not you read your Bible. They know whether or not you pray. They know what kind of life you live. You're not going to pull the wool over their eyes. They know if you're real or not real. And maybe up to this point, you've straddled the fence and you've served God a little, not served God. I'll live for him today and not live for him tomorrow. If there's ever been a moment that you need to get red hot and on fire for the Lord, it is today because uh, lives are being weighed in the balance. There's young people's lives that are being weighed in the balance and they need some mamas and daddies that have been fully surrendered unto the Lord. there's some single mamas in here doing your best and you're shouldering the load yourself it feels like but I'm going to tell you I believe the Lord wants you to know today he sees your heart keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing young people scattered through here. Now, Stephen, you were raised in it. You know what it takes. Others have been raised in it. You know what it takes. Some of you, you weren't raised in it, and you know what the devil's trying to do. But Alvy, you're fighting hard, ain't you? You're fighting hard, ain't you? doing all we can just to hold on, maintain our own sanity, (laughs) just to survive in life. When the devil's trying to steal our children. If you've got a child, I'm going to say under the age of 11, I want you to stand right now. If you have a child under the age of 11. Listen to me. I don't know if the Lord's going to tarry. I don't know if we'll see another five years. I'm being honest with you because of the condition of this world. We need to be praying for Ukraine. We need to be praying for the people in Ukraine. Be praying for these relief efforts. Be praying for them. The Lord will bring this thing to a halt. We need to pray because that puts our world and nation in such a volatile place. And I, and I get that. But I'm going to tell you, greater than the assault on Ukraine today is the devil's assault on the home. Is the devil's assault on our children. See, if he can get the children, he can get the nation. Are you hearing me? If he can get the children, he will, direct, he will redirect a nation. 
he didn't just start this. He's been doing it for years and years and years. But I'm going to tell you what the hope, if the Lord tarries, what the hope of our schools of tomorrow is. It's the children of today being raised in godly homes. It's the children of today learning what it is to pray, learning what it is to read the Word, learning what it is to be faithful to the house of God, learning what it is to serve the Lord. You be the example, learning what it is to read this Bible and understand God's Word. Train up your child in the way they should go. When they're old, what? They won't depart from it. You still have time. You still have time. If you've been slack, dig in. If you've been slack, you've got to make a turn. You've got to make a change right now. You've got to make that change. Thank you. Would you be seated? If you have a child between the ages of 11 and 18, 19, would you stand? Parents, listen to me. What used to be the battles of 15, 16, 17, and 18-year-olds is now the battles of 11 and 12 and 13 and 14-year-olds. I'm asking you to lock arms and let's believe together that God's going to turn it around in your children's life. Not my baby. Not in the name of Jesus. Do you hear me? Not my baby. You be the ones with your fists balled up at the devil. And you be the ones that are standing the gap and make up the hedge. And maybe things have gotten off a little off track with your children, with your teenager. Maybe they're your little off track and, and, you, and you feel like it's too far gone. Listen, correct course. Make a change. See, one degree in the wrong direction over time gets you way off, off the path. But if you will just make the correction right now, and you may have to go to your babies and say, listen, I'm sorry that I haven't stood my ground like I've needed to. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you no when I should have told you no. I'm sorry that I didn't make you do the things that, that I should have made you do. But one day I'm going to stand before God. And i got to know when I stand before God that he's pleased with me as a parent. He's pleased with me as a daddy. Pleased with me as a mama. And I'm not doing this because I'm mad at you or any other reason. I'm doing this because I love you. Because I am trying my best to do what God has called me to do as a parent I'm going to stand in the gap for you son I'm going to stand in the gap for your mama or baby as a mama I'm going to stand in the gap why because the devil has been determined to destroy you but the Lord is standing with his arms wide open welcoming you into his presence welcoming you into his love welcoming you into his power I refuse to let the devil win I refuse to let the devil win. Be seated. Oh. Afflictions. Afflictions. I want some musicians and singers back up here. Please. There's some young people in here that you're battling with some things. 
You're battling with some things. Maybe mom and daddy know about it. Maybe they don't know about it, but they're there. Maybe there's some that's in relationships that you know you shouldn't be in. Doing some things you know that you shouldn't do. The Lord wants to touch you today. You see, <laughs> would you give all those babies a big hand? Look at them. How can you not love that? Listen. 2 Corinthians 6, 4, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distresses, approving ourselves. In 2 Timothy 4 and 5, he said, but watch thou in all things and endure afflictions. Hebrews 10, 32, verse 32, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. In 1 Peter chapter 5, I want you just to hear these verses. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8, 9, and 10. Listen, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Suffered a while, how? In afflictions. The Hebrew word for afflictions that we read in Psalms 34 and 19 means adversity, grief, hurt, trouble, evil, sorrow. This word we just read here in 1 Peter in the Greek means something undergone, hardship, pain, suffering. Going through something. You ever made that statement, I'm going through something. I'm going through a hard time. How many of you know what a hard time is all about. It's affliction. Reality is some will say, no, actually, I'm good right now. Things are great. Things are good. I'm just not just uh, in the natural. In Acts chapter 7, verse 9 and 10, talking about Joseph, said the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. And delivered him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made his governor over Egypt, made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Delivered him from all his afflictions. 
because of affliction. It's so easy to get overwhelmed to become skin and bones. That verse that we read earlier talked about the voice of my groaning, but listen to this in Psalms 55. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Horror hath overwhelmed me, fear. Fear has overwhelmed me. Psalms 124 and 4 said, Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Listen to me. Today I just feel that the Holy Ghost wanted it to be said today that you might be in the middle of a hard time and it could be so many different things. Maybe the affliction that you're feeling is that desert place of the owl. Dry, barren, empty. Maybe that's because of grief. Maybe it's a loved one that you've lost and, and you found yourself in this desert place. I don't know. But it's an affliction in your soul and you're overwhelmed on the inside. Pastor, does God really care about me like that? Yes, He does. He cares if I feel overwhelmed. He cares that I feel like I'm going to crush, be crushed in, under the pressure of all of this. He cares that, that I, I, I feel like I'm about to lose it. Yes, he does. The psalmist said this in Psalm 61 and 2. He said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the higher ground, Lord. Lead me to the rock that I can stand on. I feel overwhelmed. I feel afflicted. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I can stand. I'm struggling. I'm in trouble. I'm in hurt. I'm in pain. And maybe for some it is a physical thing. Maybe you're in sickness. Maybe you're in turmoil. Maybe you're in things that has afflicted your life, afflicted your body. The Lord wants to lead you to the rock that is higher than you are. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Help me, Holy Ghost. Verse 12 and 13 of Psalms 102 that we read, But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever in thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him these few words right here. It's time to recover. Would you tell him? It's time to recover. I want you to tell your neighbor it's time to recover. We talk about recovery We've got a recovery ministry. Can I tell you the only way to recover is through Jesus. The only way to be free is through Jesus. You don't have to be bound by anything in this life. There does not have to be one addiction in your life. You can be free today. 
You don't have to take a pill to get up in the morning and a pill to make it through the day and a pill to go to bed at night. You don't have to, to, to smoke the, 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 the drugs. You don't have to snort the drugs. You can be free. You can be free. You don't have to go from this person to this person to this person trying to find fulfillment in your life, trying to find validation in your life. You don't have to live that way. You can be free. Help me, Lord. In verse 16, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Listen. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. The Lord wants to build you up today. Did you hear me? You've been tore down long enough. The Lord wants to build you up. Did you hear me? The Lord wants to build you up. You've been skin and bones long enough in your spirit. The Lord's wanting to fatten you up a little bit in your soul. Are you hearing me today? And he wants his glory to be revealed in your life. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Listen, verse 19. For he's looked down from the height of the sanctuary. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner and to loose those that are appointed to death. don't have to be on death row. You know, I've never visited death row, but I've seen the movies, and supposedly when the one is walking on death row to go and be put to death, the announcement would be, I know we've got corrections officers in here, and if this isn't accurate, just, just, just let me, let me have the moment, correct me in a little while. But what I've seen on the movies is dead man walking. I want you to know today that the Lord is wanting to set some folks free that are on death row. That you're headed to destruction. You've been afflicted and bound and shackled and chained. And listen, this goes for young people too. You've been afflicted and bound and shackled and chained and your own death row in your life and the wages of sin is death and the enemy's determined you're going to die right where you are and, and, and every step you take, he's declaring dead man walking. But I want you to know today that there is one by the name of Jesus that is the resurrection and the life. And though you may be dead in sin, you can become alive in God through Jesus Christ. Christ our Lord and you can declare today I am a dead man walking you got that right have you ever seen a dead man walk because here I am I am I'm likewise dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord I might have used to been skin and bones dying in my sin afflicted in my soul but my Savior showed up when I was on death row and he called my name and he said come out of that cell you're in loose him and let him go and here I am today a declaration of his healing power of his saving power of his redeeming power of his delivering power here I am today the devil thought I was gonna die in it he thought I was gonna be destroyed in it but here I am I'm still alive I'm still alive uh, through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Hallelujah.
Come on, magnify him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Woo. He heard my groaning. Says to hear the groaning of the prisoners. Look at that. To hear the groaning of the prisoners and to loose those that are appointed to death to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and praise in Jerusalem. I've just come today to declare the name of the Lord. I want you to know today that if you're in the middle of affliction, Cross Point Church might can help you with temporary needs, but the affliction that's in your soul, only Jesus Christ can help you. The problem that's in your heart, only Jesus Christ can turn it around. And we've come today to declare the name of Jesus. I said we've come to declare the name of Jesus. And it's through that name, that soul, that skin and bones can be brought back to life and to health again through the name of Jesus. I was once on death row, Faustine. I was once sentenced to death. I once had a death sentence over my life. My sin required death. My sin required death. I was headed to hell. I was on my, as a 14-year-old boy, did you hear me? I was headed to hell. But on a Saturday night in February of 1989, he called unto me on death row and said, come out of there, son, and he sent me free. Hallelujah. He set me free. Oh, glory to God. So now I'm not skin and bones anymore. You think I got fattened up because my wife's just an incredible cook. That's part of it. That woman can make some homemade biscuits. You hear me? Ain't much she can't make. I'm going to tell you this. In the physical, you got that right. But in the spiritual, I'm not skin and bones anymore. I'm not afflicted in my soul anymore. I'm not on my way to hell anymore. Oh, because Jesus Christ saved me and delivered me and redeemed me and set me free. And this morning there's somebody here that you've been trying to do it your way. Listen, young people, you've been trying to do it your way. You've been trying to do your own thing. Listen, mama. Listen, daddy. Listen, man. Listen, woman. You've been trying to do it your way. And the truth be told, death is in your life. Pain and hurt and afflictions have consumed your soul. And if you continue on the path that you're on, you're going to end up in a devil's hell. But today, there's one calling your name and is calling you out of the affliction. He's calling you out of the darkness and the desert place. He's calling you out of the wilderness of your life. He's calling you out of loneliness and he's saying unto you, come unto me. All ye that weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. Oh, mighty God. I'm an overcomer. 
I know it took us a little while to get to this point, but I'm an overcomer. Paul said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to do this. I want every young person in the room to come stand down here at the altars with me. Every young person in the room, come on. If you got one sitting beside you, don't want to come, don't give them an option. Say, grab that hand and say, come on. Every young person right here on this side. Right here on this side. <laughs> Look at them coming. Look at them coming. Come all the way up, guys. Come all the way up. Come on, come on, come on up. Come on up here. Give them a hand. Come on. Look at all these young folks. Look at all these young folks. Come on up here. <laughs> listen to me. Guys, listen. It's not the same day when I grew up as a teenager. It's worse. It's the same devil, but he's fighting even harder. And he's been determined to destroy you. I know that been determined. It's the old, old fogey terminology, ain't it? He's determined. He's relentless. He wants to cause you to go down the wrong road, to do the wrong things, to get involved with the wrong people, to hide things, do things you know you shouldn't do. He wants to take you down that road of sin. And I know standing down here, we've got 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds, a little younger. How old are you, Matthew? 17-year-olds. How old are you, Jackson? 16. How old are you? 17. Let me just see who I'm dealing with here. Show me. All right, I know, I know my 12-year-olds and my 11-year-olds, and we got a little younger than that. Let me get all y'all up here at the front. If you're 11 or 12 or younger, I want y'all to come stand right up here at the front. Come on, come all the way up so they can make room. Now give me my, come on up here, buddy. You're good, Isaac. Come on, stand up here. Now give me my 13-year-olds right behind them. My 13-year-olds. 14-year-olds right behind them. 15-year-olds. Stretch on around this way so I don't get you too far gone. 16-year-olds. Hayden, how old are you? 17, get up here. What an incredible group of young folks up here. Church, what an incredible group. 
Do you love Jesus? Do you love him? Some of you are going through some things that I didn't have to go through at your age. Some of you are facing some things that are really, really tough. And despite, I don't always have the answer for everything. I know that's a shocker, right? The only answer I know that is good for every situation is turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. He sees down into the very recesses of your heart. He knows the deep, most intimate thoughts of your mind. He sees you when you're all by yourself, when you're all alone, nobody else is around, he sees you. I want to know through this crowd right here, how many of you are facing some battles? You ain't got to tell me what they are, but you're facing some battles. You need the Lord to help you. Would you just shoot your hand up right now? There you go. Don't be ashamed. Shoot it up. You're struggling with something. You need the Lord to help you. There you go. Shoot it up. These younger ones are being brave. Shoot it up. There you go. All of you, you're facing a struggle and a battle. You need the Lord to help you. Shoot your hand up. There's hands. I see tears already flowing. Tears already flowing. How many of you are having a hard time with something? Feeling depressed? One thing that Jason Crabb hit on Friday night was feeling like you're not good enough. Any of you ever feel like you're not good enough? You ever wonder, how am I going to make it? Why does life have to be this way? Why did it have to happen? Why me? You ever thought, why me? You ever gotten mad? Mad at mama? Mad at daddy? Mad at the world? Mad at your situation? Wish life was different? Some of you aren't old enough yet to make big mistakes. But others of you may have. Something you wish you could take back. That you wish you wouldn't have done. Twelve. Where's the fourteen-year-old at? Noah. I got it right. Come here, Noah. This is how old I was when I got saved. Fourteen years old. This is how old I was when I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Fourteen years old. This is how old I was. Is there a fifteen-year-old young man out here? Come here, Caden. I had two of you. You're good. Don't go nowhere. You get on this side. This is how old I was when I was called to preach. When I accepted the call to ministry. Right here. 
Is there a 16-year-old young man out here? Just slide to the side. This is how old I was when I met my wife. The love of my life, right here, 16. Come here, Gavin. Are you still 19? Okay, go sit down, Gavin. I need a 19-year-old somebody. Trenton, come here. Run up here. I'm sorry, Gav. I thought you were 19. Run, Trenton. Come on. Show us some of that Aletheia Christian school athleticism. This is how old I was when I got married. 19. Y'all slide down. Slide on down. Is there any 26-year-olds in the house? Any 26-year-old men? Come here, Troy. Run. Is there any 36-year-old men in the house? Anybody 36 years old? Any 36-year-old? Slide right over here. Y'all stay in a line for me. Any 35-year-old, almost 36, or 37, and wish she was 36. You're 37, Chad? Okay, we'll just stay where you're at. This is how old I was when I had, we had our first child, Pastor Hayden, 26. That's how old I was when we had our second child, Hannah. I was 37. 30, oh, 30, I was 36. My point is, do you see where things started? Y'all swapped places. You think, see where things started in my life right here? 14 years old. I wish I, how old are you, Isaac? You're 10? I wish I would have started when I was 10. Hop up, Isaac. Come here, jump up here. Come on. What a handsome little fella. I wish I would have started here. Because between here and here, is where the devil was working. And he was trying to get me to go down the wrong road and to do the wrong things and hang with the wrong people and start looking at the wrong things. My friends were starting to drink. My friends were starting to do all kinds of stuff between here and here. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I wish that I would have started here because this is where the devil said, I'm going to make you skin and bones. I'm going to afflict you spiritually, and you're going to die right here. This is where you're going to, you'll never make it where God's plan is. If I can get you right here. And this is where some of you are at. Others of you, plug yourself in. You're in one of these areas. But a lot of you, you're here. Maybe you're here or here. But I want you to know something today, young people. Listen to me. The devil is playing for keeps. It's not a fairy tale. This is not an Avenger story. This is not X-Men. This isn't Batman or Spider-Man or any of those. This isn't a Disney character or Universal Studios. This is a real individual that the Bible calls Lucifer, Satan, the devil. He's our adversary, and he's determined to destroy your life. He wants to take you down the wrong road where you rebel against God. 
And let me tell you one of his weapons he uses is apathy. And you know what that is? I don't care. You ever said that? I don't care. And it's a dangerous place, especially for you young men. Because let's be real. You young men, a lot of times you don't care, do you? Can we be real? We just really don't care. Not, not, I'm not talking about church or God. I'm just talking about in general. I don't care. You know? Your room is nasty. I don't care. <laughs> God wants to wake you up. He wants to stir you up. He wants to touch you today and to be real in your heart and in your life. Listen to me. Don't wait because we're not promised. You're not promised to make it here. You're not promised that you'll ever see this. You, you, may, never, you may never see 16. You may never see 19. You may never see 26. The Lord could come right now. And all that matters is what you've done in this moment. Because the devil wants to make you skin and bones. He wants to afflict your soul. He wants to hurt you. He wants to bring pain. He wants you to go the wrong direction. But there is, can I tell you what happened between here and here? Come here, Pastor Hayden. Thank God for a Holy Ghost-filled youth pastor. Between here and here. There was a youth pastor that invited me to come to youth service. And I went to youth service and he preached the truth to me. And on a Saturday night, I went down and gave my heart to Jesus. See, the devil, y'all spread out a little bit. The devil was determined that you'll never make it to 14. You're never going to get there. I'm going to bring temptations against you. I'm going to get you drinking. I'm going to get you wanting drugs. I'm going to get you having premarital sex. I'm going to get you doing all the, you're never going to get here. I know the Lord is wanting to save you, but I'm going to do all I can to fight against you between there and here. It's, you're never going to get there. And the devil was determined but he didn't bank on a mom and daddy making me go to church on a, a, a Wednesday night and a youth choir was there singing and a youth pastor showed up and I heard something I'd never heard and all of a sudden two weeks later I went on a Saturday night sister Gina you were there and brother Paul you were there Fausty you were there and I gave my heart to Jesus and I've never been the same since I received him as my savior I got baptized in the Holy Ghost a month later. I met the love of my life a year later. I got, I got called to baptize, called to preach, love of my life, got married, had my first youngin', had my second youngin'. All I'm telling you is when you give Jesus your future, he'll work out the details. The devil wants to afflict you. The devil wants to destroy you. But Jesus loves you, baby. Jesus loves you, and he died for you. All you got to do is fully surrender to him. You see how the Lord works? And this is young Michael over here. Parents, are y'all okay out there? If you're all right, say amen. This is young Michael. You know who this young Michael was? I don't really want to go to church. This is young Michael. This young Michael is like, I just want to stay home. 
this young Michael was like, I just want to go to sleep under the pew. That's young Michael. Young Michael is like, let me find myself another girlfriend. That was young Michael. Older Michael struggled too. (laughs) All the way from there to here. But can I tell you something? The Lord loved younger Michael. And he was patient with younger Michael. And he had mercy on younger Michael. In that same way today. Thank you, buddy. When Michael got married, listen to me. Michael was a virgin. Did you hear me? I saved myself for the love of my life. And it wasn't because I just decided, I want to be able to tell folks one day that I was. So I just had this mind over matter. Nope, that don't work. Because I can tell you, we loved on each other. I kissed her. I can't go too far here because it's little ears and my daughter's standing there staring at me. So all I can tell you is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, remember this over here? I got saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so when the devil was trying to get us to go the wrong direction, the Holy Ghost would hold on to us and help us and strengthen us and be be all we needed in the moment. Are you listening to me? I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. But the Lord does. Pastor Hayden, the Lord convicted me Friday night that I don't preach enough to you. You're not the church of tomorrow. You're the church of today. And God has put some incredible, give the Lord a hand. God's put some incredible things in you. I just want to sing. Sing. I just want to be used. Be used. I just want to do something for the Lord. Now's the time. Now I want to know who will be honest with me right now. And say, Pastor Michael, I've been going through some things. I've had some hard times in my life. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Shoot that hand up. There you go. There it comes. Now we, now we feel like we can do it, right? I want parents to come just stand behind them. Pastor Hayden, I want you to come. Yeah, thank you. I'm fixing to pray for you. But before I pray for you, There's some men and women in here today that you're in affliction. I'm not leaving you out today. I want you to come. These altars are open. And I'm going to tell you something. I want you to get it in your spirit that you are more than a conqueror through Jesus. Would you say that out loud? I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, say it out loud. I'm more than a conqueror. What does that even mean? Oh. Think about it like this. It's one thing to win the war, but it's another thing to occupy. What's happening on the world stage right now, there's a war going on, and the plan, as evil as it may be, is is for Russia to occupy Ukraine. 
That's what the Lord wants to do in your life. Not for you just to win the battle over whatever you're struggling with, but for you to be more than a conqueror and that you're able to live with a joy and a peace and not scared and not afraid. I want to get you and you to put your arm around her. She needs to know she's got some friends today. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I just thank you today for these young people. And Lord, I'm just confident that through the power of the Holy Ghost that you can take young people from a place of feeling empty, from a place of feeling depressed, from a place of feeling discouraged. Lord, you can take young people from that to a place of strength and joy and power. Lord, I just pray right now, right now that the power of your Spirit will begin to move over their lives. You'll begin to touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Begin to work in Jesus' name. Would everyone stand with me all over this room today? Young people, I just want you to bow your heads. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what does that mean? That means you've not asked him into your heart. You've not asked him to forgive you of your sins. You've not asked him to save you from sin. But you want to today. You want to turn your life over to Jesus. You're trying, tired of trying to do it your own way. And today, you want to surrender to him and declare, I need Jesus in my life. Before we go any further, would you just shoot a hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. I need Jesus today. Just shoot it up. Before we go any further, is there one? I need Jesus in my life today. I need Jesus in my life today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Now, right now, because I'm thankful, I didn't see any hands, which means that these young folks down here are part of this crew that has received Jesus as their Savior in the last month. So right now, what we're going to pray is for the power of the Holy Ghost to fall in your life. The Spirit of the Lord to lift up a standard in your life. Raise up a standard. If today, if you'll say, I need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in my life, I want God to touch me today. Would you stretch your hand up and say, I need God to touch me. There's a hand. There's a hand. There's a hand. Come on, shoot it up. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. I need the Lord to touch me. I need Him to move on me. As they begin to sing, I want every young person that's right here to stretch a hand towards the heavens right now and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Pour your Holy Spirit out in my life today. Lord, I've been struggling. I've been battling. I've been in the middle of affliction. I've been in the middle of struggle. But today, Lord, I ask you to transform me by the Holy Ghost. I ask you to fill me, Lord, with your power and your presence and your anointing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, young people, with those hands stretched up right now. Right now, say, Lord, fill me. Fill me, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lord, pour your spirit out on us today in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 Lord open heaven open heaven over us open heaven over us right now right now mighty God Lord touch young men and young ladies God move over young men and young ladies right now they need you today open heaven over them Lord right now 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Touch your Lord.